All right. I know it's been a while since we gave you guys a full NBA pod, but we're back. We got a lot to cover. On this episode, Tevin and myself discussed Kyrie back to being a full-time NBA player, where has Ben Simmons, the Celtics hot surge, a look at the new look 76ers, a strong Eastern Conference, is the Warriors dynasty window closing, the Memphis Grizzlies, a look at the Lakers, as it hasn't been enough Lakers talk as is, and much more. All right, without further ado, let's get it. to another episode of the perspective podcast sports edition i got my brother tevin here in the building with me tonight what's going on tevin how you doing bro oh man i'm good i'm good living life and enjoying it i'm good i know that's right bro can't ain't ain't much else you can really do during these times we've been locked up in the house for so long so it's, it's about that time we start living again right right getting out the house doing most stuff taking some trips it's been good Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So last time we potted, it was uh, the All-Star draft. And it was like uh, it was a couple of days before Super Bowl as well. So the Super Bowl came and went. Uh, Rams ended up getting that championship. So salute to the Rams. Uh, the All-Star draft event was hilarious uh, in between Brian and Katie and the whole James Harden debacle uh, right there at that point in time. And so right here, um, being April 1st, it is the back end of the back end of the NBA season. Every team that's really important right now, as far as in the playoff contention, they have about anywhere in between six and eight games to go down the stretch. And man, is it looking uh it's uh for some of these teams, it's 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 kind of it's a dire situation. It's a dire situation for some of these teams. And a lot has happened since that last time uh, we potted there. Um, we, uh, you, Rome, yourself, and me, we kind of thought everything would stay packed. <laughs> everything is upside down. <laughs> right. Are you... At this point. <clears throat> and so uh, first we'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, we'll go ahead and get going with the Eastern Conference. Um, I think the biggest question mark in the Eastern Conference was about Kyrie. And now that New York City has lifted the mandate uh, vaccine policy, Kyrie is now a full-time NBA player once again. And he plays home games and road games now. And so with, with this being, with everything being lifted, what, what do you think about the Kyrie situation? And how do you feel like the, the, this will uh, pan out for the Nets as they're currently sitting at number eight right now? Man, uh, well, number one, definitely need him because they ain't have outside of KD without Kyrie. It ain't nobody to score the basketball. Like I be watching games and I'm like, man, if KD, if KD ain't giving you forty to forty five a game, it's hard for them to get to get to hundred. Yeah, with the roster they got. I mean, Patty Mills, he's a good player, but you can't rely. I mean, he's not. He shouldn't be a third option to rely on to get to a beat a good fifteen. And what they got Seth now though, don't it? Too. Yep. Uh, yeah. Seth, is, Seth is there starting to. 
yeah, Seth is starting too, God. Like, I'm not expecting him to give me a good 18 to 20 points every night. Like, I'm like, if he do, it's cool, but that ain't really, he ain't really built like that, like that to be averaging that many over the course of a season. So they needed that offense bad because their defense is so terrible. The only way they're going to do something, the only way they're going to do something is they got to outscore you. And KD and Kyrie probably, yeah, they probably the two best offensive players in the league, like, like skill set wise. Like when you combine everything, like they really don't got too many weaknesses on the offensive side of on the, of the court. So the Nets, they've been they've been bad this year. They've been they've been real bad. Like KD playing forty minutes a game, forty minutes of game, thirty nine minutes. I'm like, that's too many minutes. This dude just had what Achilles and a Achilles tear. Two years ago, I'm like that's a lot of right. I'm like that's a lot of a lot of miles on on that body, and he out there doing it on both ends. He's trying to give it to you, and they had a lot of injuries too, um, with they big being out like Aldridge and Griffin. So that's why he been playing some extra minutes, playing the four and the five sometimes. But yeah, they need Kyrie coming back to help him a lot. But I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I still got to wait and see because he got to come back and they got to get that chemistry together because they ain't been playing at all this year because he played one game, set out one game. Now he's coming in full rotation. Um, Yeah, wait till – I got to see their whole roster together. But just Kyrie and KD, man, in that Eastern Conference this year, it ain't – to me, it ain't going to be enough. Yeah. Uh, the East is – it's uh, it's better than expected. And, I, and it was I, – I feel like we said that last year. But that's close the door. Yeah, but that's that's a, a sign of everything like improving. That's like the talent all across the board. Uh from the West, the East, uh just it's just balanced talent just across the board. And so with uh especially with the Kyrie thing, right? Whenever we see Kyrie, good news is he's got fresh legs, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever we see him, it's it's like an all-time performance. Like every time we see him, it was like, I believe he gave somebody 60 earlier this year. Um, I know, I know for sure he gave Orlando like 50 Granted, Orlando is a young team, but he gave him that work. Um, it was, and I feel like the Bucks and the Nets, I feel like they put every single one of their games on national TV. I'm so <laughs> sick of seeing the Bucks and the Nets on national TV. However, last time Kyrie played in Milwaukee, uh, he, he put up a really good performance. Um, and so, yeah, the only place where Kyrie won't be able to play is in Toronto as they still have their uh, vaccine uh, mandate still in place. So um, I think if everything works out for the, for the Nets and if the, if the bracket falls in their favor, then they have a, they have a good shot. But like you say, uh, defense is not their forte. Uh, it's led by Steve Nash and we all know Steve Nash. Is being really. super exposed as a coach. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Steve Kerr as well, possibly being exposed as a coach as well. But Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's a little bit later on. And so, um, but yeah, I, I'm happy to see that Kyrie is back. And also with Kyrie standing on, standing on, you know, 10 toes in his belief and, you know, not being back, man, vaccinated or not vaccinated. If you're into it, you're into it. But if not, I just respect the man for standing firm in his decision and not, uh, bowing down to the powers that be. So I do respect that. Um, where's Ben Simmons? 
<laughs> which, which that leads me to my biggest question: Where's Ben Simmons? Uh, he on the sideline watching right. the game. I still uh, looking good, bro. Oh yeah, he's clean. He's clean on the sideline. He's fresh, but I don't. I don't know. I'm thinking he's not playing because first it was, I thought it was mental issues, and then I thought okay, he's trying to get in shape. And now they're saying he got a herniated disc. I'm like, so he was hurt the whole time? Was he, his mind wasn't right? Was he not in shape? What, what, what am I to believe? Exactly. I just want so, the truth. Right. Just tell the truth. I just want, I just want to know what's going on because this was the main person. This was your centerpiece of the big trade you'd have made for the season. And now he ain't stepped a foot on, ain't played Nobody's. a minute yet. Nobody's basketball floor. <laughs> right. I don't even know if he's practicing. I, he probably not. So I don't. Yeah, he need. They need to get that together because yeah. he's the only. Hang on. He probably is the only hope for them trying to get out the East because he's the best. He'll be the best defender hands down. He, he can go. He can go one through four for sure. Even some of the smaller fives, he can put them on him. In our offense too, he's another playmaker and like a uh, an attacker at the goal. Not you know somebody that can push the pace on on the fast break, finish at the rim. Uh, get other people open shots. Right, he can Kyrie and KD will be playing off of him. They can do a whole bunch of different stuff offensively, and they they need him bad. And plus, like if he don't, I don't know when he coming back. If he come back for the playoffs, like how you know how's that gonna be a fit? The yeah. chemistry, like we ain't played together all year, and now you coming back in the seven game series where we lose four games, it's, we gone, we going home, and we lose four out of seven. Right, so. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to believe. I just hope that when he come back, he's healthy. Hopefully, he can improve his game in some aspects, you know, so he can be a better player, more complete player, and like help Brooklyn get to where they really trying to go. Because KD, he's what 34? 33? 30, 33 sounds about right. Thirty three sounds about right. I think, yeah, I think KD thirty three. So he he really not as young as. One would think so. He ain't got too. Many, I don't know how many more prime years we're gonna have him where he can like put on this scoring, just be scoring at this type of level. So they they traded James Harden for Ben Simmons so they can compete for championship within the next two to like next year or two. Yep. So we need we need to see him on that court because they need him and the, and people waiting to see him too. Like. No matter how much people are booing him, trash talking him, like we just want to see him be the best Ben Simmons that he could be. Absolutely. So we, so we are just really waiting on that to see, like, if he's gonna turn out to be the player that we all wanted him to be yeah. when he came out of college. Because at this point, it's like what Ben's been in the league since six, 16, 17, or the seventeen, eighteen season. Regardless, he's about five years in. I think, this, right? I, think I think, I believe this is year five because he made. He sat out his first year, second year. I think he sat out his first year, didn't he? Because he was hurt, wasn't he? He did. Yeah, he messed up his knee. His knee yeah, then he, the second year, he won rookie of the year and made all – then he made like three all-star teams in a row. So, I think this is the year five or six for him. I think it's probably wow. year six. So, let's let's just say it is out of, out of six years, right? Let's just give him the ceiling. That's two years you pretty much missed. Right. You know what I mean? That's two years that you completely missed. And years that you've wasted with the process, um, and years that you a, a full well half of a season that you're missing with the best scorer in basketball, the best two scorers in basketball right now, um, at no matter what level, 
KD scores from everywhere. Kyrie scores from everywhere. And Kyrie scoring packages is, is ridiculous. Like, y'all know how I feel about Kyrie. But uh, I, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think Ben Simmons is the key to that offense, uh, really to that team, uh, because he's 6'10". He classified as a point guard, but, you know, I absolutely hate that. <laughs> but um, And hopefully, you know what I'm saying, we just get a chance to see Ben Simmons actually show improvements to his game and not just be the same regular, regular Ben Simmons uh, pick and roll, drive to the rim, kick and dish. I want to see a couple. I want to see a couple elbow jumpers. I want to see a couple free throw line jumpers. I don't need to see you shooting corner threes like you. Right. You know I don't what I'm need saying? It. Yeah, like you, Marcus Smart or A.B. Bradley or P.J. Tucker. Like I don't need to see that. Like I just right. need to see smart possessions, quality jumpers, and when you open, take them. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> an easy game, right? Right. So, he making he be making it too hard. He be making it too hard. I'm like, bro, just. Just take your little open jump shots and you will be fine. Get you a couple of posts, you a couple of post move or counter, then you you'll be all right. Just be aggressive, you'll be all right. Right. Just keep staying aggressive and you'll be a-okay. Um, and then so from that point, pivoting from the uh from the Nets, we're gonna talk about the Celtics here for a second because the Celtics they've definitely made a made a huge push. I believe at the last time that we talked, the Celtics were sitting at uh, they were somewhere in between four and six, or I think they they may have been even a little bit lower. I'm gonna say I think they probably like seven, maybe seven, eight. They was bad. Yeah, they were they were looking really bad. They were looking really really bad. And uh, now the Celtics they've been on a they've taken advantage of their schedule. They've had some really weak teams on their schedule, and they've pummeled every single week team that's been on their schedule. Right. And so uh, I believe early, I believe over the weekend, the Celtics had the number one seed, but they've dropped a couple games here and they've slid back to the number three spot. Um, they're currently sitting at 48 and 30, the number three spot in the East. Uh, the only teams that are ahead of them are the Bucks and the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the Celtics team? And as I know that your, your defensive player of the year pick, he just went down, which I hate that. <laughs> you, see, you, you, you see how they do it. I picked, I picked Sam. You did over a year ago. I picked yep. him to win defensive player. I told y'all that boy is special on defense. That's right. He, I ain't never. I ain't seen too many people jump, get off the floor that quick to block shots in my life, and be able to guard pick and rolls and, and post ups too and block jump shots. I ain't seen nobody like that in a long time. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a big blow to them because I, I don't trust they backup big like that. Mean Horford got to move back to the five. Well, he been thriving at the fold with them, uh, and they start lining up with him and Williams in the front. Like that's what really kind of turned their game around. Now they got, I think, ain't Tice back on the team? Yeah, Tice is back on the team. Uh, the the Rockets released him, but I mean, it, that's a Brad Stevens pickup. That's a Brad Stevens guy. Pardon me. He's got a like tonight. Daniel Tice played twenty nine minutes. He played twenty nine minutes tonight. <laughs> 10, quali- Ten quality points, eight quality rebounds. Uh, and 29 minutes of action in their win over the Pacers tonight. He's a very good hustle player. Like, I give him that. He's going to come off the bench and hustle and do all that stuff. But when you got to rely on Daniel Tice, if you're starting center, your team ain't going to do much because he was getting DMPs in Houston for a reason. Yeah. So, uh, man, that's going to be a big blow. But let me give the coaches and the team they credit. Well, let me first let me start off with the coach. Udoka came out. I They were struggling. I was like, man, like – this team, they got some talent. They should they too talented to be playing 
despite how bad they playing. But it was one day around sometime early January, he called him. He called him out. Pretty much, he called out the team. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he called out the team. Pretty much saying, "Hey, y'all got to get it, get it right." And he got on them, and I was like. I was like, okay, well, now you got on him. Let's see if you make some adjustments or whatever. He made adjustments. He put, he put the ball. He got, uh, got Schroeder out, up out of there. Put the ball in Marcus Smart's hands, which ain't always the best thing, but it's way better than having the Schroeder. It, it worked out. Yeah, then, but to offset that, that's when he put Horford in at the full. Cause, and now Horford is like another playmaker for him. So Smart don't have the ball as much all the time. And and he's keep his rotations small. I don't he barely, every time I watch, I don't think they play more than like nine people. Nine, yeah. eight or nine people. Like he got a small rotation. So he just been they just been going with that, playing defense and and I think they are they are thirty and seven in their last thirty seven games. They're doing it. They doing after, it. After being one of the worst teams I ever seen. When I saw them, they shot so they was horrible. Defense was nothing. But he didn't he got into them. The players bought in. They turned it around, and also like Tatum has upped his game Definitely. to pretty much almost like that that superstar level. Like if he ain't superstar, like he right under there. Like he playing like a top eight to, to ten be, guy. He about to top eight. The yeah. yeah, he playing like a top eight to ten player. Like, and that's what you need from your star player. Like I was like, but he's only like 23, 24. So I'm like, he had to get. He's still learning, so but he's he's starting to get it. He's his efficiency is going up tremendously from three and from two. He's just playing. He's playing way smarter offensively and defensively. He always been a good defender, so he's leading by example. And the team kind of just like corralled around one another. They like man, we just too talented. Even though we on we not deep, but the talent we have is good enough that if we play together, we can should be able to compete. At a high level with anybody in the conference, so Literally. I, uh, I give, I'm, I'm, Ildoka, he got, he earned all my respect. Him and that team, everybody on that team. Right, and and that's one thing that I that I definitely I echo that, like especially what you say uh, in regards to uh, coach, and even in regards to just their their roster, like their talent. In 2016, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals with bronze Cavs. You know what I mean? And then they took mad steps backwards you know and right. the roster hasn't really changed like at all you know what i mean like the roster is pretty much still intact it's pretty much everybody that's still there so um it, it's good to see that this team is starting to be able to put it together um uh, i like jason tatum but i'm a i'm a jalen brown fan in particular and tonight is a good example of just what, what they can really do like jason tatum had 31 jalen brown had 32 uh <laughs> Tatum had 31, 6, and 6. Uh, Brown had 32, 3, and 7. Both of them, uh, Brown had a really real efficient night, 12 of 18 from, from the from the field altogether. Yeah. Um, and like you, and to your point about uh, how many people he plays, they, they only played eight people tonight. Uh, you're starting five, then they had uh, uh, Derek oh, White, Derek White oh. that they got from the Spurs, and uh, Pritchard from the Ducks, well, Oregon, and Grant Williams uh, as well. That boy White White has been uh, a godsend for them because he come off that bench and he's able to play both guard positions. They, that's what they struggle to. They ain't have no really backup two guard, but he can come off the bench and play 
pretty much both positions, just like another player we're going to talk about when we talk about the Western Conference, Dinwiddie for Dallas. So White came in, and he like he don't turn, you know, he was San Antonio, he ain't turning the ball over either. So he came in, fit, and he was fit right in. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a big, a big help for them too. Yeah. And so I think the Celtics are in are, are pretty much positioned themselves to finish up, finish up in the top. I would, I got the Celtics finishing in, in the top four, uh, in the East. No matter how, no, no matter how things shake out, I definitely have them finishing top four, and which leads me to the to the team at the top of the uh, at the top of the East. The Miami Heat. All right, number one. Let's go back about two weeks ago. Did you see the little exchange, the exchange between Coach Spo and Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam? Mm-hmm. What do you take from that? Just from seeing, just from seeing that, like, like what you what you take from that? I took from it somebody called Jimmy out Jimmy Butler about something. And, and they were he, playing the Warriors, by the way. They were playing the yeah. Warriors without without Steph Curry that night. I, I'm pretty sure somebody inferred something about how he was playing or the team or whatever. He pretty much took up for him somehow. He took it personally or whatever, and he took up for him. And the coach was like, he was like, wait, why why you want to fight? And the coach was offended about what he said. And UD was like, you saw Hazel saying, well, go, we on your team. We on your side. Tell Go tell them that. But I guess Jimmy just – I don't know what happened before all that, but Jimmy just had enough of it. Yeah. So he got on everybody. Yeah. And then him and Haslam got into a, a yelling match because I, cause Haslam, you know – Speak the truth. <laughs> speak, <laughs> speak the truth. That's why, like, that's, why, you know, that's why I asked you first. That's why I asked you first. <laughs> he's doing – yeah, I mean, I don't know if people know how I feel about Haslam, but he's been with the Heat for a long, long time. And – uh. He gets a lot of respect from people, especially around the basketball community and mm-hmm. fans and stuff like that. But uh, even the league won it longer than LeBron for so twenty years, I believe. I ain't seen him put a hand on nobody. Nobody. Not only time. Only time he did something was when he uh did something to Dwight Howard, like poke or something like that. Long time. I'm talking about young Dwight Howard. No, he did to the old Dwight Howard when he first got to Miami. This was like, I mean, when he first got to the Lakers, this was about two years ago when Dwight walked up on him and knocked him over. And then he got up and like bushed him, or no, Dwight hit his hand oh, yeah. or something. Like that. that was actually the, well, that was actually the cover art. Uh, for, oh, yeah, for, 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 yeah, oh, for, five, for last, that, that, was, that was that was yeah, that was last season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had the five minute phase. Six. Yeah, yeah, five. <laughs> everybody was fighting that week. It had like four people trying to fight that week. So yeah, uh, I ain't never. I saw, I went back and watched, because I was like, where the hell did get all the respect from? So I went back and watched some old highlight clips of him fight. I saw him run up on David West. He ain't put his hand on David West. Uh, who else he ran up on? I can't even remember nobody else he ran up on. That's all I remember. But anyway, Hazel ain't putting his hand, he, he ain't putting his hands on nobody. And I saw people on Twitter and stuff saying, Hazel would have did this and did that. I'm like, bro, he's 40 plus years old. Jimmy Butler is 30 and in shape. Yeah. You ain't and about the same size. You ain't about to just beat him up because he actually gets in the game and plays. Adam sits and talks like that's his job. So Jimmy would have told has him up. Yep, I would have been laughing because all this respect he gets from the hood and what else would have been finally gone. Cause tired of it. He needed yeah. first of all. He needs to go home. For real though, they would pull. They would have pulled that Dade County card real quick. He need to go home because I don't know what he ain't bring no value to the team to me. 
he just taking up a check. That could be somebody else's check, getting getting a free NBA check. But he's old behind on the head. Oh, he need to go coach. Yeah, but um, just just join the coaching coaching staff. Like you don't you don't have to suit up, baby. You don't have to suit up right. every night. <laughs> like, who, like, who like just going to practice just to practice? That's what he like. That's like oh man, let me. Uh, I want to be on the team so I can practice. Huh? Like, True. dude, what are you doing? So yeah, they he wouldn't. Nobody was gonna fight because Jimmy don't be out, don't be putting hands on nobody either. From all the stuff I've seen, hmm. but well, everything that's happening in Philly, Minnesota. Uh, yeah. everywhere, everywhere else, like he's he not putting hands on nobody. He gonna he gonna bark at you. Oh yeah, he gonna, he gonna bark at you, but he ain't gonna. Both of them talk a good game, but I ain't never seen nobody run no fade, and I ain't never heard no story about nobody running no fade. We ain't had so, we ain't bring five minutes of fade back in a minute for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, all, so all that yelling and stuff, I was like, it's whatever. Then Stole, I saw him grab the clip. He he was arguing, went back at the clipboard <laughs> to come back and throw. I was like, what is going on? I, this team is in chaos. A plus, A plus clipboard slap. <laughs> like, like, I've never seen a clipboard hit the floor and no papers like go anywhere. Like, but who, who gets so mad that while they argue, they're like, hold on, let me go grab my clipboard just so I can throw it at throw it on the ground. <laughs> oh, right, right. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, they, the team was just in chaos because they've been playing bad. Well, they've been playing their best. They've been getting beat by teams without base uh, star players, like with backups. Like, Steph and Clayton didn't play that game, I think, and they got blew out by the Warriors. Then they had yeah. that the night before. I think about Milwaukee, maybe, without Middleton or Giannis, one of them, something like that. But um, I think they won't. They won't. I think they'll they'll get it. They'll get the shit back. You know, on track once once the playoffs come around. Because you know how you know how Miami do it. They they turn up their defense. They get more focused. They got they got the pieces to to make a deep run. Like they got the experience. They got the shooting. They got a player that can they can get the ball to to make a bucket when it's when it's time. Um, so and they got Lowry running the show at point guard controlling the game. So I'm not I'm not too concerned. I still don't think I don't think personally they'll win it all or come out be representing the East. But if they do, would I be surprised? No, because of the pieces they got from top to bottom, like that they can put on the floor and the coach. I believe in the coach. I believe in their system. So uh yeah, that was just a that was just a strange a strange day about uh two guys who really ain't trying to fight but make wanna make it seem like they are. Right. I, and I think it was more than anything, it was just it's it's just one of those, you know, we've all been in huddles and we've all had arguments with the homies and everything in between. And it's I, I just take it I just take it as that's what, what that was. That was just an argument between coach, player, and player. And somebody that just suits up, um, and that's all that that really was. Like I don't take I don't I don't take much else from that. Like right. I think it's just heat of the moment. Things are going our way. Difference of opinion, and it's mad cameras around to catch everything. Now, as right. far and, as, and mad people around to break up whatever might even pop up. Exactly, I totally agreed. And <laughs> I think everything else aside from that, uh, as far as the Miami Heat. I don't think that they have enough offense to really just beat anybody. Uh, like if you go in, if you go down and you just kind of look at the Eastern conference, they're not, they have nobody that can stop uh, Milwaukee um, as far as in, in the paint. So that's where Giannis wins. The Celtics might be their best matchup if everything fell correctly for them. Uh, because I, I feel like they can beat the Celtics. Then the Sixers, I don't know. 
we're going we're going to so be talking about the Sixers next actually so uh so so yeah with that one uh that one's to be determined rather the bulls i don't think they have enough offense yeah, to outscore I don't, us. me neither me neither uh toronto that might be their way to you know kind of skate by mm-hmm. uh, if they got matched up with toronto or cleveland or it's really just those teams it's boston toronto and cleveland those would be the only teams that they could really just get get by with. Uh, so I, I like Coach Spoke. I really do believe in, in in his system. I do believe in the Miami Heat culture, but I feel like they just don't have enough offense to uh, really carry themselves. And as if they lose one piece, that's anywhere in between eight to 18 points that you're missing that you're right. not going to make up from nowhere else. So I don't think the, the Heat have, have enough to uh to keep it keep it going <clears throat> and uh so yeah I, I think that i think the heat they're just playing really well i don't i now i don't think that the bubble thing was a fluke i think they're a team that's like whenever you just sit there and you lock them in they have nothing else to do that's just a team of just dudes that just gonna go out and go hoop you know what i'm saying um but they're not a team full of hoopers if that if that makes right. sense you know what right. i mean so uh that's just my take on the heat and so here we go transition to the to the 76ers after this massive trade here ben simmons for james harden um and andre drummond was a part of that deal seth curry was a part of that deal and a handful of picks were a part of that deal now aside from the picks my personal opinion and the question is has james harden made the 76ers a worse team? My answer is yes. Um, because I've seen enough of James to know if it's major games on the board, he's going to disappear. I've seen James Harden with my own two eyes. I've seen James Harden long enough in H-Town to know he's going to disappear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid was playing at a supreme MVP level. Prior to the trade, post-trade, eh, not so much. And and so how, how do you feel about this uh, so far with the 76ers and the new-look 76ers with, uh, with James Harden uh, so, at this moment? I mean, the first few games, it started off real good. Everybody was hyped and excited, and they came in, and they, Harden came in with the beat, and they steamrolled over, like, the first, I think, like, two or three games. They just beat down whoever they played, but those the, the I can't Knicks remember. Magic. Yeah, and I think they played the Knicks twice. I think it was like the Knicks, Magic Knicks. Yep. So you're gonna beat y'all better. Y'all going sure. to beat those teams. Yeah, you're better is right. Yeah. yeah, y'all going to beat those teams. So um, that kind of gave them not a false sense of hope because you got two superstars, obviously, on the court. But uh, what you got to what they got to remember is when James when Harden comes to your team, the offense changes. So all the stuff he was running. With Seth when he was there, and uh, who else they gave up? They gave up Seth and Ben Drummond. Simmons. Well, Ben didn't play much this year, but yeah, when Ben was on the court, and Ben Seth and Drummond was on the court. The play that you ran for MB and the play that you ran for Seth Curry and the other few shooters that y'all have, you're not gonna run them no more because Harden, his strength is with the ball, so your offense is going to change. So they that's what they dealing with right now, changing the offense on the fly. Like Harden ain't the guy who won't. Yeah, he passes the ball, but 
his strongest asset is him scoring the basketball. So it's like you kind of changing, you are changing your system on the fly. So they get um, Doc has to put in some different calls, different plays, drops, and different stuff. Uh, set use different sets to maximize him, but also maximizing B. And it's kind of hard when you got a ball dominant perimeter player who isn't necessarily great off the ball to uh play with a big man like Embiid and both of them flourish. Like they come, you know, they try to do the Kobe and Shaq thing or whatever. But the reason Kobe and Shaq was so good is because Kobe can play off the basketball. Like he's really a better he really don't Kobe don't really need the basketball to throw. Like he he don't have to grab it, do some dribbles, get, you know, five, six dribbles and get a shot. Nah, he can run off something. Pin down, get it, one dribble, shoot it, catch and shoot it. Like he was just a score in that way. Slashing, setting to the goal. He was a more overall dynamic offensive player. But Harden, his strength is I need the ball. I need a pit. Somebody, somebody set me the screen. You roll off pop and just let me read it and do my thing. That's that's, that's usually that's how he's that's what his game is. That's what he's turned it into. So they going through that phase and then you lose Seth Curry again. Like, that's a bigger loss than what they thought because those threes he was making, now you're relying on Maxi. said, what, he's a second-year player? Yeah, Maxi and Tobias Max. Harris, which has been like this. Right, Tobias, he – and Tobias only plays good when he's like the – when he's the second option. Yeah. But he's not good enough to be your second option on the championship team. So, when he's the third option, he's kind of out there lost. Not lost, but, you know, he's no, – doesn't really know his – place and he don't be aggressive he starts to drift and get lost and you know lost in the south so those three steps was making you got maxi shooting them you got a 30 a 300 year old danny green shooting them and you got tybo shooting them who can't shoot a lick and then you got tobias harris who's up and down all the time you now those and cork moss and come on now cork cork moss really it's not, it's not. It's not moving the needle. It's not moving yeah. the needle. It's like it's... <laughs> these are not guys I would count on to make big three point or jump shots and, and big mo- and needed moments in the playoffs or even in look at the playoffs. Even in the regular season, I'm, I don't really they jump shot the other playoffs. I'm not touching it. So that's what they're going through. Is that offensive change and Doc is trying to figure out how in the world. I'm going to get the best out of both of these superstars that I got because B's play has went down with that because he's not getting those same touches in the same spots on the floor. So, yeah, they, that's what they have to figure out. And they only got like, what, six, seven, eight games up to figure that out. So, uh, yeah, they need to get on the ball. It's do or die for them. It's literally do or die for them. And uh, to your point, and, that, and that's, that's exactly where I was going there, I think that there's some type of uh, – first of all, what I love about Doc, right? Doc is going to hold you accountable. Um, and he he hold everybody feet to the fire. Uh, we know it's issues. Him and him and Rondo had issues in Boston. Him and Ray Allen had some issues, along with Ray Allen's issues with the rest of the squad. But Doc is going to – he a championship coach. He's going to hold you to the fire. And I found it interesting last night because the, the 76ers, they lost to the Pistons last night. Home stretch, home stretch of the season – Embiid and Harden are playing. The Pistons have nothing to play for, and yet you still go up to Detroit and you lose. That's telling. 
after the game was even more telling. James Harden tried to pass blame to the bench. And Doc looked at it. And after the reporter repeated James's quote, Doc was like, no, that's not the I, I can't put that on the bench. The bench did what they could do, but his exact words were, I I think it has to do a little bit more with James, which is to your point about James having to adjust to the offense and Doc having to meet James halfway in the middle. But who's to say James isn't really like trying to meet the rest of the squad halfway in the middle? You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's um it's some issues there in Philly. Um there's definitely some things that, that that need to be worked out, and especially on the back end of the season, you fighting for playoff position. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be dropping no games to nobody uh, at, at this point. Especially at this point, De- Detroit, like right. the team used to walk through with those two players. Exactly, like you should be able to come in. Both of y'all should have put up thirty. Somebody could have had 35, 40, and that could have been lights out for everything in Detroit, but. Once again, it's the 76ers. I do believe that that the 76ers have become a worse team uh, since James Harden ha- has joined the team. And what's interesting is uh, it's always reports and things of that, that nature that, that's out there. But I did see something that said Doc Rivers and uh, Daryl Morey, they're not really on the same page. Uh-oh. Okay. So if we peek back behind the curtain, if we kind of look at some things, we look at things in uh uh, from our overview, right? Yeah. Mike D'Antoni is not on the Nets anymore. James Harden is not on the, on the Nets anymore. Daryl Moore used to, I think he he traded for James Harden in Houston. Mike D'Antoni coached James Harden in Houston. On a scale of one to ten, what are the chances that Doc does not come back next year? And Mike D'Antoni is the coach of the team next year of the 76ers. That Doc doesn't come back. One to I ten. Think, I'm going to keep it as a three. I put it as a three. Only because I feel like the only way Doc wouldn't come back is if they get outed. And the, if they get outed in the first round for sure, I don't think he's coming back. Second round, I'll be like, if they lose the second round, I'll say I have a be like, more sixty percent chance he comes back. It'll be like sixty forty. It'll be close. But uh, anything past the second round, uh, that he's I, he definitely coming back. But I think only a first round exit would guarantee him not coming back. And so if, it, and so if I put you in the GM seat, and I just gave up three quality players. I gave up. I gave up a all star, a six man. For the year candidate and mm-hmm. a quality role player in Andre Drummond. A quality meaning rebound, second point, second chance points, things of nature, you know, and not, not too much, but you know, quality player. Yeah. And and a handful of picks. Do you what point do you put things at, at the coach's feet? Is is it the first round exit? Like is first round exit like a potential first round exit? Is that what it is? And then that's just it? Or is it Hey, maybe I need to go get a couple more pieces for the for the team. Uh, I, I guess you know it always go about you play about a situation like you got to look at what happened, like how we lost, if people hurt or something. You know, all that. I think that doesn't count. But I'm just looking at it from I got two of ten 
I still have two of the ten best players in the best players in the NBA. Agreed. Um, Harden is kind of you know he's in that mix. So I got two of the ten best players in the NBA. I should my team should be fighting for that conference final. Like conference should be in the conference final. Yeah. So anything other than that, especially against some of those teams at the bottom of the East, like. Come on, like I lose to Cleveland. Cleveland ain't been nothing since LeBron left. Y'all, if, if they lose, uh, who was at the bottom of the East? You said Toronto. Uh, Toronto. Come on, Toronto ain't done nothing since Kawhi left. Yeah, Toronto. And they they young too, so that we should beat them down. Yeah, and I mean it's playing situation, but it's uh, it's to well the bottom six, well the bottom group, it's Toronto, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Okay, now you definitely should try to run away from Brooklyn. If they lose to Brooklyn, I would. That's not a knock because they really are one of the top teams in the league. They just had a whole bunch of issues before the playoffs. That's yeah. just how the seed failed. But um, all and the other those teams, old issues are now on the team. Yeah, so all the other teams y'all they should blow up. But if they lose to one of them, I doc I don't think because of his track record, so his teams underperforming in the playoffs. I'd be like, they will probably be like, you know what? Let's get off this early. I'd rather get off the train early than get off, you know, than possibly miss my stop and now I'm stuck and got to wait to come back, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot on the line because they don't win a championship within the next within the next three years for sure. Like this was a, that trade was a failure, pretty much. Big failure, in my opinion. Plus, you gave up all them picks, so. Um, and then this is something interesting that I'm seeing just kind of like in real time. For the first time in a long time, the Eastern Conference has 10 teams over 500. And the Western Conference has a group of teams that are that could possibly make the playoffs that are below 500. The Clippers are 38 and 40. Pelicans are 33 and 43. Spurs are 32 and 45. And the Lakers are sitting at number 11. We'll talk about the Lakers in a, in a minute coming up. Well, in a few coming up, and the Lakers are currently thirty-one and forty-five, but they play in the Pelicans right now, as I think both both of us are watching tuned into that game currently. <laughs> and so, um, that's just something interesting just to kind of see there, as you mentioned, uh, the the bottom half. And so, pivoting from the 76ers, uh, I would love to see the the Sixers kind of get it get it together, but to be determined uh, with their roster and everything in between. But pivoting to my Chicago Bulls uh, for the first time years, feels like, I think it was like the 14, 14, 15, or either the 15, 16 season, we have a quality team. Uh, we have a team that is uh, pretty much set for the playoffs, knock on wood. Uh, hopefully we don't lose any, anything else down the stretch. Saturday, we have the Miami Heat coming up. Uh, so that's going to be a really, really, really big test. Oh boy, Anthony grabbing his ankle. My bad. Okay. Uh, he, he, uh, he shouldn't have those. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the Chicago Bulls currently sitting at uh, the number five seed, 45 and 32. DeMar DeRozan had a 50 burger for the, for the Celtics, uh, for the Clippers last night. Shout out to Paul George for that incredibly dumb foul, three point foul that he had last, last night, uh, that allowed us to go to overtime, <laughs> uh, on top of a classic Clippers meltdown. Uh, and I feel like that's just something that's just a part of that franchise's DNA uh, at, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Chicago Bulls, uh, at one point in time, DeMar DeRozan was a MVP candidate, not no more. Uh, 
But King of the Fourth, he has definitely put us on his back. Uh, I believe he's had the most 35-plus points per game, 35-point games since Jordan, uh, which Mm -hmm. is a major, major accomplishment. Um, I'll be honest here. I'll kind of go ISO for a second. I'm not too happy with Zach Levine. Um, I feel like he never should have played in the All-Star game because he was hurt prior to that. And he's been hurt with a sore knee prior to the All-Star game. He played in the All-Star game. And he hasn't been healthy prior to the All-Star game. And it's even showing tomorrow he's doubtful with a left knee soreness. I don't need you. I don't have time for you to have knee soreness when we're in the final, I don't know, five games of the season and we're jockeying for a playoff position right now. All right. Aside from that, Billy Donovan. I like Billy Donovan. Quality coach, good foundational guy to, you know, put the pieces <laughs> in the right places. Not a championship coach. So I don't see him being there in another three years. Um, on top of that, one last thing. Uh, well, two more things. Uh, I absolutely hate the lineups that he plays. I'm glad that Patrick Williams is back. And I'm glad that Billy Donovan has understood finally the light, the light bulb has gone off. You cannot play Dosumu and you cannot play Javante Green together. At the same time, to avoid, I, I, but when he do that, I'd be like, wow, man, I'd be like, come on, Billy, bro. That, you, that's you, that's how we lose every game. Because <laughs> uh, ain't, ain't Javante, is he undrafted? Yeah, undrafted. Okay, seems so. I thought so, because I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> exactly. You know so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but like how you said, y'all, y'all, been, y'all, was, y'all started off super hot. Tearing up the NBA, like y'all was looking like a, a juggernaut. But, but the injuries came. That's what that's what derailed y'all season. All these terrible injuries. First, it was Patrick Williams. He was out. Then Lonzo was been hurt like forever. It seemed like I don't remember last time I saw Lonzo play a game. Zach right. went down with that knee, with that knee soreness and stuff. I need him to stay back because my fantasy. Uh, I'm in the championship on fantasy, and it's on the line. I got a whole bunch of players hurt, and he's one of them. So I need him to stay back. Mm-hmm. Uh. Caruso been your best, your second best on ball defender. He been in and out of the lineup with a wrist and some other stuff. Um, but but he's playing, but he's back now. Yeah. He back, Williams back, still in and out. Lonzo still on the sideline waiting for some updates about him. So I think sure. I think that those injuries was killing y'all right now. But hopefully, if y'all get healthy within this week, week and a half before the playoffs start. Um and y'all led DeMar DeRozan who has went from I thought he was on the downside. He's like it's like he in his prime now. It, it, it's it's crazy. Right. He got the he got the uh Chicago. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he saw the Michael Jordan statue, got some inspiration, but he just turned to older player. He didn't took his game up. This is the best I've ever seen him play. Yeah. Like, like it's like he's figured out how to score. He's he's like he's learning the art of scoring and like he just putting it in, into effect and you see it every night and I'm like bro the shots he be making the shots he take they quality shots they not rush he play at his own pace he yeah. he mixes it up with in, inside like getting to the goal and shooting those mid range jumpers and getting get to the free throw line he like he's become just it's it's Kobe it's Kobe esque. Like right. how like like how he's scoring like exactly it's like that's exactly how 
he's playing right now. He's just on a whole another mental level as far as how he's reading the game and reacting and playing. So the only question I really have about y'all is y'all depth, depth, because I don't trust the Zoom, Ayo, Devontae, who else y'all play that I'd be like Kobe be up and down. Yeah, he be up and down. Uh, y'all backup bigs, I can't even name one. It's our backup bigs. It's it goes Tristan Thompson, and which is it's no kind of offense at all, and which that's why it's so important that we that Patrick Williams is back, right? Right. Um, because and and Pat Pat's injury, right? First of all, I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit, and I I do want to I do reserve the right as a fan to kind of backtrack some bring pull back some comments. Uh, I was mad whenever we drafted Patrick Williams because we drafted the sixth man of the year from Florida State. Never seen him really play, so I shitted on the kid. Right? Mm-hmm. Should have did that, but you draft somebody off the bench with the number three overall pick. I am going to be mad. <laughs> so I like Marvin Williams for the uh, the Hawks when they did that crazy stuff, craziest thing ever, right? But Patrick Patrick's uh, his 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 injury that he had was was sick. It was gruesome. Patrick separated this. Well, he dislocated this this thumb, this finger, and he broke his wrist all in all in one play. Mm-hmm. So we just chalked it up to, and that happened in Game Five of the season. So we were like, all right. Pass out for the rest of the season, chalk it up onto the next, right? Um, and at All Star, at well, at the trade deadline, All Star break, I was saying we need another four, we need another five, we need somebody that's going to crash the glass, get the rebounds. Luckily, Pat is back, so that's cool. Then, as soon as you know he was starting to come back, uh, who strikes? Grayson Allen comes in, catches Alex Crusoe out of there. Crusoe lands on his wrist, breaks his wrist. Everything last pod, like we talked about, everything was four to six weeks, four to six weeks, four to six weeks. And Lonzo started his rehab. He started running and cutting. Um, I don't think his knee is responding correctly. I just, I just don't think it is. Um, Yeah, I think today, I think today or yesterday, they say he just started back rehabbing now. Yeah, after after sitting sitting out rehab. Yeah, they set him down for ten days so he can uh, get back to. you know, try and rest the knee, see if his knee needs more rest or whatnot. But right. uh, with Zoe and Caruso being the starting guards, that's the most – that is the – that is our uh, Achilles heel. And I think that's our strongest strength, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, if you look at the rest of the East, there's really no other one-two point guard, shooting guard, that can really defensively like them two. They play the best defense. I'll, I'll just put put it as is. Like on the wings, right. they play, they play the best defense, and I think they lock in. I think they lock anybody up except Kyrie. I think that that's the only person they would they would have uh, real trouble with. But hopefully, we can uh, kind of get it together. Um, none. I didn't even want to mention Tony Bradley because he's just a body, and he is. That's why I'd be mad. And Tony Bradley is a G League player, honestly. Thank you, thank you. Oh my God, you just, I mean, you that's just, no no disrespect. I mean, that's it's, not, it's, uh, it's not, not a slight, not a slight. You still want the best basketball player in the world, but you're not good enough playing that level. He's a G League basketball player. G League basketball player, like he he has no strength, he has no grit, he has no type of dog to him. Like if you if you seven feet, at least be mean. 
Like, <laughs> like, 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 do something. I'll be seeing him be, he, he get bullied. He be getting bullied by boys at six eight, and I'll be like, dog, like, what's, what's up with you, man? Like, shake back. Man, at least be, at least be me. <laughs> do something, please. <laughs> like, I just be mad. I'd be mad, but I'm I'm emotional. Uh, the Bulls are my team, so I'm emotional for them. Um. I, I picked us to finish uh, top six. Um, for the most part of the season, we've been uh, higher up in, in anywhere in between one through four. Recently, we've been on this kind of skid. We can't beat anybody that's important. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, any of the top teams. And please, for the love of God, if if all the powers that be just stop putting us on national TV. Because every time we get put on national TV, Y'all we get our breaks changed. <laughs> like, every time. And it's, it's embarrassing. Y'all, y'all embarrassing me and Never mind. Um, so yeah. Uh, any any other thoughts on the Bulls before we uh pivot away? Oh no, we can go to the next one. Yeah. All right. And so coming up here, we got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, big game. Big game that they had last night. They played against the Nets. Uh, they ended up taking down the Nets. Uh, one point victory. Uh, and in this as well, Giannis passed Kareem as the Bucks all time leading scorer. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on this Bucks team? Is they're starting to get healthy and and just uh, what they've had going on here all season? Has they been consistent? They've been consistent. Um, at the beginning of the year, I feel like they was kind of just you know co- just kind of coasting. You know, they're winning, they're losing games. They should probably should have won. Uh, they wouldn't really execute and like they wouldn't really playing like the Milwaukee Bucks from last year. Like something, I feel like someone's off, but uh, Giannis, you know, he gonna he just gonna keep fighting through it. Like he, so I think he was kind of off even at the beginning of the year, but probably mainly probably because he was tired because yeah. of all of everything was going on. And then he almost tore his leg off last year in the playoffs, so we forgot about it. We forgot he was even hurt. Crazy. So he still was kind of recovering from that. So, but um, Lopez got hurt. That hurt him for a while. If they size, they stretch five. They rim protect. But um yeah, Giannis just Giannis and Drew Holiday, Giannis Holiday, Holiday and Middleton, they just rolled them, rolled them three to the, they just rolled them three out, and them three just played at a. They've been ever since like that little Rockets part, they've been consistent. They've been uh lead, they've just been leading the team. Holiday getting on you on defense, Giannis bringing it on offense and defense. Middleton knocking down on big time shots for him, giving everybody buckets. Improving his game, showing that yeah, I'm at this like I'm at this level. Like I had these last couple of years, I've been a fluke. Like nah, this is this is where I belong. Like as a player, so, consistent. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. Like I'm not a I'm a top twenty five guy. Like I'm a, I'm a consistent all star. I'm not one of these flashes in the pan. So, um, yeah. With them, they just now they just Lopez that came back. They just getting their rotation. They just getting their feet on them now, and they. Gearing up, they playing way better, more consistent. Uh, they shooting it better now than they started off shooting it. Uh, and by Giannis is just his game just elevated. He yeah. didn't found he didn't found a didn't they didn't work on the jump shot. He got turn the turnaround jumper is what's surprising me. He got a turnaround post jumper that be falling, mid range falling. He had the confidence to do it off the dribble three of the tied game yesterday. Step back three. Told Kevin to random up like 
if he playing against somebody where he know he's the biggest player, he's like, I'm going to get 40. Like, I'll, I'm getting 40. If I'm the biggest player, I'm getting 40. I don't care who it is. And then if I ain't the and if I ain't the biggest player, I'm still gonna end up with thirty and, and twelve. So he just become like a at an MVP level. I still don't think he. I don't think he should be the MVP. But we had a discussion about some people in the Western Conference who might uh, should win it. But uh, yeah, I, if Milwaukee gets back to the finals, I'm not gonna be one bit surprised because he is playing like the best player, and he is playing like one of the three best players in the world. Definitely, definitely, definitely. He's definitely uh, up there, and I mean, I'm not mad because majority of the the season it's been Embiid, Giannis, DeRozan for the top three in in the MVP. Or I mean, other others. And if you want to round out a five, I had Biggie, Big Joker. Big Joker. You and, can throw uh, Luca. Yeah, oh yeah. Throw Book, Ja, Joker. You know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. you can throw them throw throw them boys in the mix and I and I some people would say Chris Paul, but not this year. I think it's I think that's it's Devin Booker. Like Book, he's definitely taking taking that leap forward this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, that that's that's pretty much my MVP list. And and we'll do MVP. Uh, we'll do like coaches and awards uh, when it, when the playoffs and everything are set. Uh, but as far as the Bucks, um, like you said, it's Giannis almost tore his leg off and. I don't. I think he just spoke about this maybe like two or three weeks ago for the first time. Yeah, in that interview, in the uh, article, he, yeah. uh, in the interview he gave. And didn't didn't he play in the Olympics as well? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he did. Well, well I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Greece qualified. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think they, that. I don't think they made. Yeah, I don't think they qualified. But if you can just imagine, if if they would have qualified, I guarantee you, yeah, he, he would have played. Up. Like he definitely would have played, but. Uh, that's Drew Holiday coming off of the finals and then going to play Olympic basketball. Then, you know, Chris Middleton also wasn't Chris Middleton on that team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got there late, man. Holiday got there late. And yeah, all three of them, uh, and Book. You and know, but I, I bring up that to say them boys coming off of what, 10 months of basketball play, maybe 11 months of basketball play. 100 games, 100 plus 100 games. Yeah, 100 plus games. Then you got to go through the whole Olympic experience on the other side of the world with adjusting right. your body to the time to the time change. So um, I think that's that's OK for the Bucks to start off slow as they did. But they're one of they're one of the best teams. They're one of the top teams in the league. So uh, not just the Eastern Conference, but the league in general. And they have one of the best player, if not the best player. So uh, the Bucks they'll be a OK. I definitely expect them. I expect to see them in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, but uh, to be determined, especially with how the how the bracket uh, sorts itself out uh, in the coming days. And uh, so, uh, just kind of wrapping up the Eastern Conference here, um, the play-in situation. It currently looks like we got uh, currently the the play-in situation. It's seven, eight, nine, and ten. The top six teams they are in. Currently, uh, we got the Miami Heat at the top, the Milwaukee Bucks sitting at number two, Celtics three, Philly number four, Chicago five, Toronto six. Um, so the playing situation is teams seven through ten, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Charlotte, the Hawks. 
what teams in that in that playoff bunch do you think? Well, in what team? Yeah, in that play in bunch, do you think eventually make that make the playoffs? Definitely Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn is gonna make it. So I get I get two between seven and ten, right? Yeah. I think Brooklyn's gonna make it. And who's number seven? Cleveland. And they they lost Evan Mobley for the at least the rest of the regular season. He got like a knee injury or something. If Mobley doesn't isn't able to play, I got Brooklyn and I got <laughs> because the Hawks, they're not the same. They're not the same team. I don't know what's going on. They're not the same team. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with Charlotte because John Collins. I think his hand still messed up. Number one, but yeah, they they not they not the same. I guess they got hot last year, but then this year they brought back pretty much the same team. But I'm like, okay, y'all brought back the same team. Y'all really got break call breaks to get what y'all got last year. Like if it be if Ben Simmons was. The third, the ten percent of a better player than what he would play, play ten percent better than y'all would have lost that series. So I'm a, I'm gonna roll with, I'm, but all this depends on if, if Mobley healthy. I got Cleveland and uh Brooklyn. If he not healthy, then I got Cleveland and surprisingly I got Charlotte because I think they're they gonna they gonna put up points. I don't know if they can stop people to get in the playoffs. I mean, play to win them games, but they definitely gonna score a lot. But it's gonna come down that they can guard on the other end. Yeah, that's definitely what it comes down to. So I, I definitely have both of those same two teams. We didn't even talk about this prior, but we definitely have those same two teams uh, for the playing situation. So uh, that pretty much wraps up the Eastern Conference there for that side. And then over here on the West, uh, it's kind of surprising um, how things have kind of went topsy turvy in a sense. Uh, the Suns have claimed the number one seed. Uh, I believe they claimed the number one seed in the overall playoffs. So as they have the best record, I believe they got about 60 wins. And this season it's, it's shortened due to, I believe the, the powers to be chopped 10 games off of this year. So I believe everybody's playing 72 games uh, just to kind of get the NBA schedule and calendar back on track uh, because we're still trying to recover and get everything, things back right from COVID. <clears throat> but the Suns have the number one seed. Chris Paul has missed uh, some time. Uh, post All Star break, uh, because he he broke his hand or he did something like or broke a finger or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the Suns right now? As they lost, they did lose to Memphis tonight. Without John uh, for some reason, honestly, I still I to me I still have a hard time believing in the Suns. Like I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm like man, they really won sixty games. But it just don't feel to me. It don't feel like you know. They kind of feel like the, not like the, not like those Atlanta teams. They kind of feel more like more of those Darren Williams, Jazz uh, to me. Like, like yeah, like the win. They used to win like fifty something, fifty five, fifty three games every year. But they'll get like to the third round, second round, and kind of start faking. Say they'll get knocked out around the second round, third round. That's kind of how I get the feeling I get about the Suns somehow. Maybe because they don't – I don't know. I don't see – I don't know. I just don't – it's just something I don't see from it. They got great guard play with Booker and Paul. Campaign comes in the bench, and the game does his thing off the bench. Uh, they make – everybody make threes. On, everybody can shoot on their team. Everybody make threes. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just because Jay Crowder's on their team. I don't believe in them. I don't know. But it's 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 something. It's, it's something that's keeping me from believing that they are just heading like they're they're just the best team in the league. Devin Booker has stepped his game up because Paul been gone for I don't know how long. The name Mister Beat. He just started taking over the point guard responsibilities and like he's just become he's now he's a fit to me he's a superstar. Like from what the what I see him do and how I see him control the game and take over him and Aiden just them two together, that's a bad that's a bad combo for the future. So but I still have a hard time believing because I'm believing like do they have enough? Like can I like off the bench like it's campaign, Cam Johnson and who else come out the bench trying to shoot for him? Uh, what Tory Craig still on the team? I think Tory Craig is still there. Like I can, are those three? Are, is that the people I'm gonna roll with? And then Jalen Smith off the bench the, as a backup big. Oh Yeesh. no, they got a big. They got Bismack. Yeah, they got my Bismack. Chris that's, that's that's who we should have in Chicago. But. That, that's because Chris Paul got him a new contract. You know, you play with Chris Paul and you a center, you gonna you gonna excel. Get paid, so, young. Get paid. Right. <laughs> so, but so I just, but some just, I just have a hard time believing that once they play like those bigger wing players, like uh, they get to the finals and meet up with Giannis again, they meet up with Joker. LeBron, uh, LeBron, Luca, uh, Joker was, and the Nuggets. Joker, who was the big wing guy? Uh, KD, like, or can can they beat teams with like those elite scoring big? Wing player, so I just that's just a question mark for me. But they doing anything, money? I guess listen, money knows something. He got something good going over there. So hey, it's, it's just I don't, I don't personally believe in them. I understand, and so that I and I'm actually, pardon me, excuse me. I actually uh, thought about this, um, and last time we parted, I said that the Warriors were still my favorite, but that was in the and that wasn't me thinking that the Warriors were actually going to be healthy and they had they had everybody together, get everybody together. Not so much, as we're going to talk about the Warriors uh, coming up. But I actually have – I actually got Phoenix back in the finals. I – and with Kyrie being able to play, I got I got Brooklyn and Phoenix in the finals. Uh, and that, that's what I have, um, how it shakes out. So I still believe in the Suns. I think that they're um, – I think this is I think this is the year that Chris Paul finally gets to, to the finals, and uh, whatever happens from there, it happens from there. But um, that would not that would be a one hell of a matchup: Chris Paul versus Kyrie in in the in the and then them them two going at it. So that'll that'll be that would be fun to see. But I still fully believe in the Suns. I think that they um I think that their their only obstacle would would be Memphis. Um, it's just something about them boys in Memphis, bro. Like they just they get to it. <laughs> like they they get to it. They don't care. And I love what Josh said. Josh said we climbing up the chimneys. Like we we looking for we want action with anybody and everybody. You know what I mean? Like all right. But um, I think that they just I think Memphis has to go through one more heartbreak or one more tough playoff exit or L because of Memphis they're not going to be able to uh, pay everybody uh, coming up too small market uh they're not gonna be able to pay everybody but um i'm 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 still i still roll with the suns I, I like what they got going on and i think this is the 
I think this is the end. This because we're so used to Chris Paul getting injured late in the year, mm-hmm. and I think this is that finally that one time where you hurt or, or last year. Then he he had COVID and he had an injury, right? Yeah, he got hurt in a playoff against the Lakers. Yeah, and so I think hurt this injury. Yeah, this this is finally that time where okay, I've had that injury, I got it out the way. Cool, home home stretch of the year. So let's go ahead and wrap it up for that. So uh, wrap it up for him to finally stop being hurt and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So I think this is this is finally the year where they get over the hump. Yeah. Uh, um. So how good is Memphis? Like, how good is the Grizzlies? Like, championship team, Western Conference Finals. Do they just make it to the finals, or what? What you think? Because they be over there wilding in a good way. I. I don't think they're a championship team yet because I don't think they have that second scoring option that if Ja is off or if he's getting – He's compromised. Comprom- yeah. Then I don't think they have another player who can really get you consistent, who can go out and get you a 30, but consistent. Like, if you need them to get 30 and, like, two or more games in a seven game series, I don't think they have a second player can do that. I don't trust Jen. Darren's not there yet. Bain is a good player, but I don't think he's he doesn't have that ability yet. Brooks, I wouldn't trust him to get get to thirty like that. Um, but like to me right now, they're like a they're kind of like one of those college teams that just like play real good together. They everybody like each other. They get along. They they play they play sound basketball though, and that's the that's the good thing. That's the surprising thing. It's such a young team. They play. Down ball, they got all none of their guards really turn the basketball over, right. and I, and because this is this is how I know that there was gonna be a problem for teams. They had that one game, no job. It was the fourth quarter. I can't remember who that's playing, but they had seven minutes left in the game. From seven minutes left till the game ended, they turned the ball over one time. The only time they turned it over was Bane. Was Bane was driving to the goal and somebody ripped him and hit it off his leg and it went out of bounds. Only time they turned it over in seven minutes ever closed. Wow. Oh, they're playing the Knicks, matter of fact. Nice. Playing the Knicks. Mark of a good team. Right. And they had Bane playing point guard. I'm like, that's y'all your starting shooting guard can handle the ball and take over the duties like that and against the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie and Kevin Durant and y'all y'all still win and y'all only turn the ball over one time with in eight and seven, eight minutes, I'm like that's that's a good basketball team. So yeah. if they if they do get the final, I wouldn't be surprised because I've seen they don't they do the little things. They do all the little things you need to do. Get the loose ball. Don't turn the ball over. Make your open shots. Hit your free throws. Uh, be aggressive. Get into the goal. Um, they guard everybody on their team can guard. Uh, they move the ball, they unselfish. They do all the things you would want a championship team to do. So if they do get there, I wouldn't be surprised. If they do win it, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think that second scoring option, somebody who can give you a 25 or 30 when your best player ain't got it that night, I think that's what they missing. But they 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 they, they had a schedule. Job, this boy, his third, it's only third year, fourth year. Third year. This on his this on his year three for him and he Already at playing at the MVP type level already, so who so Memphis, uh, yeah, they they looking real nice. Yeah, 
Memphis looks good. They definitely look like one of the, one of the teams of the future. And I think that their coach, uh, I believe it's Taylor Jenkins, if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah, I like that coach. And yeah, I, I think he, I think if I if I'm correct, I believe he comes from the from the Spurs, so he comes from Pop's Tree, and which they're like the exciting Spurs. You know what I mean? Like the athletic, I, the athletic Spurs. There you go. And Ja has a lot to do with that. But at the same time, everybody on that team scores the rock somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Um, Milton, Baines, Jackson, um, Brooks is one of is he's like he averaged twenty like the last year, the year before last. Yeah, he's like Jimmy Butler B minus. You know what I mean? Like he's right. not he's not bad, and he's still got so much more room to grow in his game. So uh, Brooks is pretty good. So I, I mean, I. Memphis is definitely one of those teams of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, here brings me brings me up to uh, we pull up in Dallas, Texas, right? And you see, you say, yeah, 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 we about to go, we about to go watch the Mavs play, we about to go ma- watch the Mavericks play, right? And just this isn't real. This is just like you know, like hypothetical, right? You got Luca, you got your boy Din Dinwiddie. And then you have like a whole bunch of dudes that them two just like pulled out of the stands. It was like, yo, like y'all wanna y'all wanna like ball tonight? <laughs> like and and somehow Dallas is like they were the fourth seed. Yeah, they like top five. They're currently, yeah, they they're the fourth seed because they they lost tonight, but they were number three at yeah. the beginning of the beginning of the day. So what what's up with this? What what do you see from this Mavericks team? Do you have you seen any improvement from Luca? Or like, what you think is going on? What's up with this Mavs team? Man, Luca just said nasty. Like, I, I still don't know how he do it. He, he play at his own pace. He knows. He just know how to hoop. Like, he just he just a basketball player. He's just a hooper. He know how to he know how to score. He know how to get people involved. He know how to control the game. He just that. He just dead cold with it. That's why I got it. If I had an MVP vote, I'm voting him as MVP because I'm like, even though Jokic, I like him too, and he's doing everything. He does everything. Got to do everything. But Luca, the impact he got, I'm like, bro, he, his second best player is is the backup point guard was Jalen Brown. <laughs> like, yo, know, his second best player come off the bench. Yeah, his third best player. I think they want to come off the bench too. His third best yeah. player come off. Third yep. best player come off the bench. Yeah, and he's winning with. Guys, Maxi Cleaver, and, uh, Tim Finney, Hardaway Jr., Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, Powell, uh, Dwight Powell. Uh, There's a whole bunch of dudes. It's just a whole bunch of dudes. But a bunch of <laughs> like, like, uh, like the same speeder coach said, a bu- just a bunch of guys. Just some guys. Shout out to the Peacocks too. Matter of fact, I, yeah, I, 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 I root for they should have beat North Carolina. Uh, but yeah, just. A bunch of they just got a bunch of guys and they got one mega hall of famer top right. 75 should have been already person and luca that he just that night man jason kid just i guess he's the system he's installed kind of has luca not turning it over as much has a plan smarter yeah. and and not working as hard I would say because you know people would just always say, "Oh, his he has a bad his uh, he not in shape and this and that." But I guess I'm from when I watch, I think how the system is he uh, he does a lot, but he doesn't do a lot. If that makes sense, like yeah, he over dribbles sometimes and he goes one on one, but 
he doesn't do that as often as somebody like a Harden does or how much you how much it looks like it in the in the flow of a game. He really doesn't do that much extra. The moves he does, he does like precise moves. He don't really waste a lot of dribbles too. Right. On his moves. So that's why he can get to the goal and keep doing it at his size and if no matter if he's in shape, out of shape or whatever. Um but he just carrying him, putting him on his back, and Brunson helping him out, and then my and then Dinwiddie. This is a guy who I, I'm not. I wasn't the biggest defensive Dinwiddie fan, never been. But I watched him with the Mavericks. I remember him with the Nets. He had like a good year, and I was like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> watching, but seeing him how he came in and just dominant, excelled in this role, especially when Luca the game Luca been out, he cut he cut up. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he okay. Tripping. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I gave, I gave it up. I said, all right, he, okay, he is what people be. Some people be telling me he is. Cause I got a homeboy. We argue all the time about him, about dealing with it. I, I just, man, he ain't just seeing that. He was like, you gonna see? And I was like, okay. And then we got to the math, and I saw, and I was like, okay, you know what? I, I was wrong. So, yeah, I got. I just and shout out just, to Myron. Shout out to Myron. Luca. Shout out to Myron. That's the only Mavs fan. I've only, ever. only Mavs fan in the world. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guarantee he's the only man fan outside of Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Myron because I, yeah, you know, it's uh literally only man's fan in, in America. Uh, outside outside of the greater DFW area, you know, ride with dirt like it ain't nothing. Like I mean, like we just ride with dirt. He been he ride he rode with dirt for the but he rode with dirt. Just know that until yeah, until While Kobe. Uh, while yeah. Kobe Bean, Brian, and Tim Duncan, and uh, Vince Carter was T Mac and Iverson was in the flying through that uh, air. He was riding with dirt. Yeah, and this and so you bring up the uh, the the not wasting dribbles thing, right? And this is the thing between Luca versus James, right? James Harden. Luca is dribbling, and we talked about this last last season. Luca does so much dribbling and, and we wanted him to dribble less and do a bit more distribution, but he's dribbling more, but he's reading everything compared to James. James is dribbling to break you down and to get his shot compared to Luca, where he's dribbling to break everything down. It was something right. that happened. Something happened the other night. Luca got caught up underneath the goal. I don't, and I, I was for sure, like, I went back and I watched this maybe, like, 10 times, like, the replay, like, 10 times. I was for sure Luca left his feet and up and down, right? He upped and down. And I was like, did they just miss that? But, no, his fakes are so good. Like, he he pumped fake and went up, but he went up with one leg still. His, his pivot foot still planted. He went up, faked it, dude stayed, stood, his defender stayed planted. Then Luca was like, okay, uh, couldn't get him with that one. Luca hit him with a ball fake, then pat the ball on homie back, then laid it up off the glass. I'm like, oh, son, yeah. I'm like, what's, what is going on? <laughs> it's something that like your uncle would do to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why y'all out open? I but, didn't see that. But yeah, Luca is uh Luca's special man, and I hopefully I read something today that uh, if Rudy Gobert becomes available, then the Mavs are going to try and trade for him. Um, so wow. Uh, so, uh, plus, we'll get into my Utah hating in, in a little while. But, uh, yeah. 
Utah. Um, and, and I'll leave that there. Well, honestly, I don't even see where I, I didn't even put. I didn't make no. I, I remember Utah being on our topic list. I didn't even have a ticket for this. In my, in my exactly. exactly. That's it's it's. I'm all I'm really all I'm here to do is really just hate on Utah. I'm gonna be honest with you, um, because it's Utah. Like they gonna get to the second round and they gonna lose. And everybody is gas, 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 gas to jazz. We believe in the jazz. The jazz could do the jazz. I don't no, know they they're can. not gonna do nothing. And they couldn't do nothing with Carmelo. What makes you think they're gonna do something with uh, Donovan uh, Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Bogdanovich? Like, stop it, please. And Roy, Royce O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Hassan Whiteside is on that team. I don't need to see nothing else. If Royce um, O'Neal is starting for your team, that lets me know to stay your team. Yeah, you doing it's rough out there. It's rough out there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty much not gonna I, I have nothing else to say about the Jazz. We can go ahead and get that off the list yeah. right now. Shout out to Donovan. Uh, yeah, Louisville, shout out, Louisville uh, Friday. Yeah, shout out to him, but may, maybe this is me hating because he's in Utah, but y'all you know how I feel about Donovan. I think he's a bit overrated. But um, maybe maybe in another situation. Yeah, you got to move on the seat. Yeah, maybe in another situation he might be a, a bit better. Um, this here brings us to the Warriors, right? The Warriors haven't been healthy all year. We started started the year missing Clay. Clay comes back. Draymond gets hurt. Uh, Draymond comes back. Steph gets hurt. And Steph was just reevaluated today, and they said they're going to re- take a look at him again next week. And uh, Steve Kerr is hoping that the um, that Steph he can get at least one or two games in uh, before the season ends, just so he can get his legs back underneath him and everything. Um, so with and um, James Wiseman, he's been ruled out for the rest of the year with his meniscus tear. Uh, his rehab has not gone well at all. Uh, it might be getting close to time to talk about bust. Uh, for him, maybe next year or maybe in this offseason, we can talk about a potential bust. Um, but man, uh, can can you imagine what that would have been? That would have been LaMelo. And I would have drafted LaMelo so fast. Like, and this ain't this a hindsight. I said it back then. I said, wait a minute, I can have three guys that can go give me go give me 30 points like on, on any given night. Give me that any day over uh, wise. Yeah. So Wiseman's out for the rest of the year. The the Warriors have not had a healthy team at all uh, this entire season. They're kind of like in the situation with the Bulls in a sense uh, as far as health. But they're still hanging around. Still the number three team in the league. Uh, we know Steph is the best shooter of all time. Clay is top five shooter of all time, uh, if not four. Um, top four of all time. Um, what do you think? What do you think is going on with the Warriors? Do you think the Warriors still have a championship aspir? Well, they have championship aspirations, but Draymond's been vocal about how the team plays terrible defense, and he's even said himself like he sucks. <laughs> like, and you know, everybody looks at plus minus and everything, but basketball players know there's other things that go into the game. So, what do you think about the Warriors? Um. Well, let's start off at the top. Let's start with Steve Kerr. I think he made one huge mistake with the Clay Thompson stuff. If I was him, Clay Thompson and Clay basketball, no, two years. For me to get him reacclimated into the system, plus uh, I would have brought about the bench. 
to start. Plus, Jordan Poole was playing so good. I'm like, what are you trying to force uh, Clay in for 25 to 30 minutes for anyway? Right. Let Poole is, was on fire. Uh, he's cooled down some, but he's still, you know, averaging probably like, I don't know what he's averaging, probably still about 16, 17 points a game. But that I think that messed up a whole bunch of light of their chemistry, like low key, because now we got to adjust to Clay. Now we got to get Clay adjusted to us. Now we have to adjust to Clay instead of Clay adjusting to us. Yeah. Because once you put him in the starting lineup, now you have to make you gotta make him get his shot. You have to he has to be a focal point if he's out there. But coming off the bench, he's not the focal point. He's just a piece. And then you can it's easier for him to be a, go from being a piece to a major player than being a major player dropping back to a, a piece. So I think I think Steve Kerr dropped the ball right there. Yeah. Um his in his in game adjustments are low, not low key. They haven't. I don't know if he's. I don't know what he's doing. He just lets the players play it out way too much sometimes. Yeah. Like he lets Steph take some terrible shots, like way too fast in the shot clock. Uh, he doesn't have stuff to get other people like really involved. Like he'll throw a random Andrew Wiggins post up in. He'll call a random Andrew Wiggins post up play, um. But other than that, it's not really. It's, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's because Clay just getting back is not really the same. That the, the it offense, don't look the same. yeah, it don't feel it. Don't look the same. It don't feel the same. The offense and the defense, they just been they just been playing bad defense. Yeah. I don't, I mean, the only way you can fix that is by playing better defense and and practicing it. So, um, Looney. You know, he I've never been a Looney fan. So when he out there, to me, that's easy. Like, that's your, chicken alert. your center gonna have a good day and the guards that's driving gonna have a good day. So they get, right, they don't have no real rim protection. Now it's K D gone and Draymond can't jump like how he used to. Yeah. Um so that's that's it for that's what I think that's where it started at. And then obviously the injuries Draymond hurt him for a while because that's your that's your second Playmaker right behind by himself. That's the guy who the offense go to. Um, and then I think another thing is Steph is pressing. Like after once he started gunning for that uh three point thing, he has been his shot has been like off ever since he started doing it. So um, and it's like he just every night he's like, man, my shot's off. I gotta get it back. Gotta get it back. Gotta get it back. And he just keeps keep. keep Pressing and when he's pressing, he it's not like he he's taking quick shots. He's taking he'll go get over half court. Yeah, get over half court, go between legs one time and just shoot a three. I'm like, wait, Steph, like you're not in a good rhythm. He don't even get that. So he's he's pressing, but because he knows he kind of got to make up for those points that Clay can't score like how he used to, mm-hmm. and pull his rhythm since he's gone back to the bench and his minutes have been chopped into it. Like Gary Payton Jr. and Moses Moody and Kaminga's Kaminga is going. He's the guy that they probably going to be working around and within the next couple of years to make him a a player. Because yeah. to me, he, he looks just like how Iguodala used to look when he was younger. They have so, the next score. They definitely do. Yeah, so they going they going to work on it with him. But um, yeah, Golden State is it's going to be rough on. I don't. It's not. It ain't looking good for them. Yeah, Golden State definitely just does not look the same at all. Um, and Draymond's injury is because he had a uh, 
I think it, it was a the, it was originally a calf injury, but whenever they did the MRI, they noticed that's whenever he had the, the herniated disc in his back that was causing the calf injury. So you got you're dealing with two injuries at one time on major parts of your body. Um, then you don't have training camp. You don't have a real summer with everybody. And then you have unexpected, uh, well, pleasant surprises in the way Jordan Poole has played. Uh, a pleasant surprise in the way Gary Payton Jr. has played. Um, because yeah. the, the yeah. first, I think, two, three months of the season, uh, GP2, he was looking good. Like, he looked like he might have got six or seventh man minutes. You know what I mean? Right. He was looking like an all, a second team, all NBA defender. Like, yeah. that's how good he was playing. Yeah, he was he was looking looking really good, you know what I mean. But um, it's it's getting uh, to the point where it's 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 looking a bit. It's, I'm not gonna say hit the. I'm not I'm not saying the Warriors fans should hit the panic button. That's not it. I think the Warriors they can still make second round of the playoffs. Um, oh yeah. But I think they'll definitely get in trouble by the time that they they run into somebody like Memphis. Some and they're gonna lose any time that they have they, because they don't have any a true big. Right. Looney's going to get beat up. Draymond's going to get beat up. And it, it, it's just, it is what it is with, with that. So I don't, I think the Warriors are, uh, their, win, their window is closing. I'll, I'll put it like that. I'll put it mm-hmm. like that. Their championship window is closing. And in regards to Steve Kerr, I totally echo it once, once again. I would have never brought Clay back into the starting lineup. I would have brought him off the bench, balance him, give him about 20, anywhere between 22, 25 minutes a game, 28 minutes, give him that kind of ceiling unless it's just his night and he cooking, then you give him, you know, 30 plus minutes, you know, whatever the case may be. However, uh, that's a big mistake on their behalf. And uh, I think we're, we're definitely, we definitely see the chemistry issues uh, uh, going forward now. Um, in the home stretch here, uh, any thoughts on the Denver Nuggets? Jokic is something I've never seen before. And, I need I want I need to start appreciating them more and everybody else do too because he is one of the most unique basketball players we're gonna ever see. Yeah. Yeah. That's all and, I got. <laughs> That's all I got. They're still missing Jamal Murray. They're still missing Michael Porter Jr. I feel like they're missing somebody else. Uh but they have a really good team. I don't think the Nuggets are really uh much of a championship contending team. And so I'll just leave it at that. But Joker is literally one of one. Um, brings the rebounds the ball, then brings the ball up, runs the fast break himself, finds everybody, picks his. He has different spots on the floor where he is automatic. I was about to say butter, but automatic is really the best word for him. So, um, yeah, that's I think that's I think I, I would say him, town, and KD. They anywhere on the they can be effective anywhere on the court. Like no matter where you put them at, like if it's close by the goal, if it's mid range, if it's three pointer, all offensively, everything on the court. And you know I throw Embiid in there too, to a lesser degree. But everywhere, it's they can anywhere they are threat anywhere on the court. Once they cross half, once they get right by the three point line on on offense, and it's. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. He definitely, he definitely do. Any thoughts on the uh, the T Wolves as they're uh, hanging around? They're at that seven mark right now. Any thoughts on the Wolves? 
I love their confidence. I love yeah, they conf I love their confidence. Uh especially with Anthony Edwards, then Carl Anthony Towns and finally he's backing up. He's becoming more physical. He's setting a, a physical tone under the goal against teams, so I like that. Yeah. I like that confidence, like I said. Um the only thing is with them, they play they play, I've watched one I've watched one of the games, so it might have been two, but one game, they played two freaks. <laughs> when I tell you, I've never seen a team shoot so many fast shots in my life. Like, they shoot faster than them Suns teams. Like, eight seconds or less, we shoot in five seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, Russell? If I, what? I get on the let, let Let it look like I'm open. I'm shooting. I ain't never seen anybody on their team just going to jack it up. They really jack it up. <laughs> I ain't never seen a team shoot like how they shoot, but hey, that's how they coach wanted to play. I'm like, coach, you ain't gonna call the timeout. He'd be like, nah, that's that's how I want them to play. I want them to play free like that because they all young, they all athletic. He's like, look, we gonna run, we gonna jump, we gonna shoot these threes, and that's just the tone. We that's just when you come to Memphis, I mean, uh, Minnesota, that's what you play Minnesota. That's what you getting. That's how so, we play. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like them. They they finally getting back to their respectable level, like when KG was was, was there back in the high day. Yeah, that's a fact. It's uh, a, at this point they're kind of like a professional AAU team, right? You know, that's yeah. how they <laughs> how they just run up run up and down the floor. <laughs> and I love I love Anthony Edwards. He might be one of my favorite. Like he's one of my favorite young players right now. I'm not even gonna lie to you. The he way, has some of the most upside in the yeah his upside is ridiculous. Right. Ridiculous. The like, ceiling is the roof of that man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh we got so that's the wolves. Already we already hated on Utah. I could care less about anything else going on in Utah. Uh but shout out to uh, I've got a couple friends that moved up to Utah, so shout out to them. Other than that, yeah. Trying to go stay, trying to stay with young boy. We got that. Any thoughts on Clippers? On the Clippers getting PG back? Two, yep, two thoughts about the Clippers. Ty Lu and that team, I like their makeup because they had they stars been gone all year and they still in the playoffs. They don't care. They play day basketball. They play as a unit. They play structure. So shout out to Ty Lu, the Clippers, and Paul George coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if they upset a couple people, maybe in one in one or two rounds in the playoffs like they did last year. I think they uh last night just continues to show just like what the what the Clippers are. Um, I enjoyed the complete meltdown that they had. I believe the Clippers were up on on us by like twenty two or twenty five points or something like that last <laughs> night. They blew it, but that's what happens whenever you let your foot off the gas. You can't let that uh. You can't have that type of things, those type of things going on, especially whenever you're in the home stretch, similar to what I say with the 76ers losing to Detroit. You can't have that happen, not not at this point in the season, especially whenever you're on the bottom side of the Western Conference and you're trying mm-hmm. to you're, you're jockeying for playoff position. But their uh, their loss is my gain, so I'll take it every time. Um, the Lakers are currently playing uh, right now. The Lakers are currently playing the Pelicans, and this is the part of the show here where it's kind of uh, up in the air. Um, I've got – I currently have 103-104 with four minutes to go. What you got on your side? 103-106, and Anthony Davis just missed the free throw. 
So yeah, you you a little little ahead of me. So um we're we're potentially looking at a Lakers Pelicans play in matchup because I'm to be honest with you, I don't think the Spurs just have enough to get there, uh to get into the plan. Well, to really just get into the plan, to be honest with you, I think they're they're gonna drop a couple down the stretch. Uh, do you want to go Pelicans first or do you want to go Lakers first? <laughs> Which one you want to go uh, get into? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna keep both of them, sure. But let's well, let's do Pelicans first okay. so we can finish the rest of the with the Lakers. We'll wrap that, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So with everything that's going on, that's that's surrounding Zion, right? Um, Zion hasn't been around the team. He's been rehabbing in. Oregon or Portland or just he's been away from the team and there was a whole bunch of hoopla like it just kind of came out of nowhere but like well around a little after the all-star break right yeah and it was like a two-week thing or a three-week thing of that then all of a sudden it was oh Zion showed up in New Orleans and he's at a church and he's did xyz for the community plus dogs and walking dogs in the store or something like that he was doing yeah and it's like yeah I I saw that caption of, of that picture and that was I'm going to leave that alone, uh, what that caption said. But, um, yeah, he's just, like, out in the community and everything all, all of a sudden. And plus how the people of New Orleans did him and, like, they put him on a float and it was, like, one ton. I was like, come on, bro. Like, that's a young bull, man. Like, yeah, you know, the full, man, man got to eat. Man got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I'm, I'm not mad at nobody for that. But um, the Pelicans made the move for CJ. Brandon Ingram, he's been, I believe he's been injured. So he, the Pelicans have kind of slipped, but they've looked really, really good. Uh, well, not, let me take one of those really away. They look really good uh, with uh, Brandon Ingram, CJ, and believe it or not, Valanciunas actually looks pretty good. Plus the, uh, uh, the, the young dude that they signed the extension for. <clears throat> uh, I forgot his name, but he does like a real sneaky thing, like high school thing where like he acts like he's, Bro, he, 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 he in my top five most. He in my top five most hated right now. I, that dude. I, I might need five minutes of fame with him, right? Bro, he in my top five. He might be number one right now. I, I don't like him at all. Yeah. He's been playing well, so he just got a he just got a big deal. I think he just got like I think he signed a four and a half million dollar deal or or a three and a half million dollar deal in order to stay with the Pelicans uh for the foreseeable future. Now, with all that being said, if you throw Zion in the mix, where and, and plus, let me just add a little bit more context. The the franchise said that they're going to shut Zion down due to uh, they just don't evidently. I feel like it's 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 a clash in between how he feels with his body and what the what the front office thinks with with of well, where he is with his rehab. Um, but if you throw Zion in the mix right here. I think you easily put the Pelicans in the mix, right? Like, I think that they actually take the Clippers spot and they have the number seven or eight spot secured. What do you think? Yeah, because you'll be adding somebody who can give you 25 points a game very efficiently on top of what you just got with CJ now. You got a a, a guard who can give, he can give you 20. Ain't going to give you 25. Well, CJ can get 25, Ingram can get 25, Zion could get 25, Valanciunas get a good 15 and 10 every night. Um, Herb Jones, defense, mm-hmm. they – if if they all play together, they would definitely I, – I do believe they'll be fighting for that 
you know, that, that seven through like they'll be fighting for that plan, that seven through ten spot. Um but it all depends on well for the Pelicans, I don't I don't, I don't expect them to, uh, much of them this year. I think they're gonna if they do get into the play and they gonna, you know, lose and they that'll be it for them. But uh it it's all about next year for them. And can they like does I wanna be there and can they improve become a good enough basketball team where he would want to stay there. Because if he don't stay there, that team is viable to be sold. It's viable for relocation. Like a lot uh, uh, is uh, a lot of stuff hinders on whether Zion Williams stays in the water. Like he can change that whole franchise history just by his decision to stay or go. So, uh, that's all the Pelican need to be worried about is developing it next year. But they got a lot of young talent. Her, Murphy, uh, Ingram still young. They, I, Willie Green, heck of a coach. I, I like, I like what they could be. So hopefully they can keep Zion there and you know build on that. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully so. I, I hope so because I mean, um, if if Zion decides to dip out, I mean they've they've invested a lot into him. Um, everything from marketing to everything outside of the arena, um, things just around the city. Um, and, and I hate that the, the, uh, the, good, the good people of New Orleans have, have, you know, treated him the way that they have. And I know that they're ready to see him on the basketball floor, as many of us are as well. But um, you just kind of have to lean on what somebody says and how they feel about their body. You know what I mean? So hopefully so. Hopefully we see him on, on the floor sometime soon. And Oh boy, leads us to our, our final topic here. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron's been hurt. Anthony's been hurt since Valentine's Day. Today, tonight is his first game back. Um, I currently, the Lakers are currently sitting at the number 11 spot. Uh, they're outside of the play in, looking in. Um, and we know any team that LeBron James is on, that team is looking to win a championship or they have championship aspirations. Um, but the Lakers are kind of strapped. <laughs> the Lakers are kind of strapped here. Like it's, it's not this, they don't have much wiggle room at all, uh, for this season, this all season or next season. So it's, uh, what are your thoughts on the Lakers here and, and, and for this season, and then we'll get into what they could do, uh, this summer. Well, let me list off the things that's wrong with them this season. That's what I've seen, in my opinion. Okay. Vogel should have been gone because his rotations are terrible. His account of his rotations are horrible. Like they have a new line starting lineup every day on top of having the most random lineup <laughs> in the game as if you if you have Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James at thirty eight years old protecting the rim. You ain't got no good team on the basketball court. You are asking to get 40 points put up on you per quarter, just like how they've been having the last couple weeks. So, number one, he should have been gone because his rotation is terrible, and he not get his, he not getting nothing out of the team like to make them want to give more effort. Like, we we can see – you can see it that they just – like, he's kind of tuned out. Like, it's like they're waiting for him just to go. So, I would have been kicked him out of the team. Uh. <laughs> Plus, like 
all this kind of like fall under Frank Vogel, but they play wrong. They old. They need to play slow. They be trying to get up and down the court, back up threes, shoot threes, shoot fast. I'm like y'all too old for that. Y'all need to walk it up, slow it down. Y'all need to y'all scores need to be in the low nineties, like this the early two thousands, late nineties. Y'all need to be trying to get them ninety. 95 to 90 game win game. Not no 115 or 122. Y'all ain't built like that. Y'all can't. Nobody on their team can shoot a three. Nobody on their team can make a jump shot. Uh, nobody on their team can make free throws. Nobody on their team beside can post up. Like this team stinks at every aspect of basketball. They are horrible. They turn it over. You do. They turn it over. Don't play defense. They miss free throws. They can't shoot threes. They can't shoot jump shots. What? They can't drive to the goal. What can y'all do? It's, that's, it's a terrible basketball team. Just like how they, they were just up 103, 106. Now they're down 112, 108 with a minute and a half left to go to the dang Pelicans. The Pelicans. They about to blow it. They about to blow it. They do this every day. So they just an old, bad basketball team that was <laughs> con- constructed bad. Russell Westbrook has been garbage. Uh, They just they, the whole team, the THT is unplayable off the bench. Dwight Howard don't get no minutes, but he's your only Dwight center. Howard, Dwight Howard shoot threes. So. Man, this, it's oh, a, it's abysmal. Oh, it's abysmal. It's so bad. I watch. I'm I, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I like watching the Lakers. I like watching LeBron. But now I watch it mostly just to see how many points LeBron gonna get, and I watch it for comedy because I'm gonna see something. I'm gonna get a laugh. I get the I get the most laughs out of a Lakers game than I get at out of sitcoms. This is my sitcom. Every when this come on, it's must watch TV for me. The Lakers are on TV three times a week, national and, TV three times a week. Like and they, you, and they lose every time, every single time. You know, what I mean? like it's they, I call them I call them um fifteen because they gonna get down fifteen yes. every game I watch. They get down fifteen real quick. Watch that first quarter. They're gonna be down 30, uh, 33-17 every single game. It never fails. And they, they can't come back because they can't shoot and then they can't score. So no free throws, bro. no defensive stops. They can't do nothing good. They turn it over. This team is a is terrible, but it's hilarious to watch. And so yeah, that's that's all I got for them for this it's, they bad. And they hurt and they injury prone too. So yeah, it's, it is. they bad. I don't think they make it. I mean, well, I'll say this. I think that they do make it. I think it's well make it to the play-in situation. I think that it gets uh, it gets dicey. It gets really, really dicey. I think that they end up with a with a play-in game because I mean they played the Pelicans on Sunday. They're playing them again today, being Friday, uh, the first. And I think that's where their play-in situation just leads them to is uh, that well their current play leads them to a play-in situation against the Pelicans. In order to get into the playoffs, um, if I remember how that how that uh, that format is laid out, because I believe nine plays ten, and seven plays eight or something like that. Uh, yeah, but, seven play eight, nine play ten, and the loser of seven eight, I think, plays the winner of nine ten, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, and just just how it's currently constructed, because the playing situation in the West it goes. Seven, eight, nine, ten, Minnesota, Clippers, uh, New Orleans, and uh, San Antonio currently at this moment. And so, uh, over on my side, it's got about 15 seconds to go. I think, uh, the I didn't get a chance to see that score, but 
Uh, it's uh, still, uh, I got 112, 111. Uh, it's New Orleans ball, New Orleans up uh, with 15 seconds left. Yeah, so uh, it looks like the – it sounds like the New Orleans about to shoot some free throws here and kind of put this thing on ice. So, uh, and if I – I did see the Lakers schedule kind of flash across the screen. They got Denver twice. They got They got Denver twice, Phoenix once, Golden State once, and the Thunder once. Realistically, unless Denver and Phoenix and uh, Golden State, they sit players for rest for the playoffs, the only winnable game is the Thunder game or one and possibly and or possibly one of those Denver games. That's it. I, I don't I don't I don't have much else for the Lakers. I'm, I'm kind of like exhausted with the Lakers this year. I'll be honest with you um, from how many times they're on national TV to how much the national media is talking about them. I'm kind of exhausted. So I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of the Lakers. Yeah. And for the future, make it quick. I don't know what the heck they're going to do. All those old people they got on the team going to be gone. They have no young assets. Nobody wants to see him perfectly because he's not that good, as we clearly see. You look, I tell the people all the time, it's a lot of people that look good when you got 10 to 12 minutes, when you're playing 10 to 12 minutes a game. You look good. When, Oh yeah, you look good. Come up. Oh, look at him. He does this. He got. He scored nine points in eight minutes. Oh yeah, he's gonna be. He can. He can average eighteen one day. No, he got those nine points off fast break layups, and he shot, and he, and then he shot two sets of free throws. That's how he got nine points. He ain't do nothing spectacular. So now, once he gets revved up to twenty minutes and twenty five minutes, you see. Oh, this is why he went so low in the draft. The but production he, goes the other way. Right, our stays the exact same. Like he, like he hasn't, like he ain't got no better. Uh, they relying on Stanley Johnson. This is like his fifth, sixth team, and he only been in the league like seven years. William Gabriel, they just signed him off the street. Austin Reeves is probably their most complete uh basketball player outside of like the superstars. Um, and he was undrafted. Ariza ain't worth a pecan no more. Dwight Howard ain't worth nothing no more. Kendrick Nunn ain't even played a league, but they were waiting on him to come back. I don't know why people thought he was going to say it today. He couldn't get PT in Miami. Uh, Carmelo, old, all he can do is shoot jump shots. Can't play a league of defense. Malik Monk? Monk is a good prospect. They can't pay him, though, so. I mean. He going to take that bread. He might sign with Memphis. Well, the Lakers, the Lakers they might can find, they can find money for him. Not yeah. might. Maybe not as much as another another team might be willing to throw at him because he's so young. But he's somebody I would keep around because he can get hot and he can score and he can handle the ball sometimes. But other than him, only people I'm trying to keep is AD, Braun, Monk. I would keep Reeves just because he's a, good, he's a glue guy. Yep. And um, blow everything else up. Oh, yeah. Avery Bradley, like, your time, your, your time up, Russ, your time up, your up. Been up in LA. Who <laughs> time is up? Who else over there on that? Ben Diga, Augustine. We just signed you two days ago. Your yo time is up. I'm gonna holler uh, at you, baby. Who else? Is, uh, you know it's bad when DJ Augustine got to be in for the last play of the game, <laughs> and he just came out the bench. Uh, out of he was out the league three days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron. Everybody. Everybody's LeBron? gotta go. LeBron for the tie. Airball. Game over. Oh, right. so um, That's yeah, bad. it's uh, the, the Lakers are, are 
prayeth right now. So, yeah, yeah. I just, just there. I'm yeah. done. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just uh, one of those situations here with the Lakers. I, I think they're just it's just a wrap. Time to stick a fork in them. You know what I mean? Um, it ain't much more. Uh, it's it's not much more like Laker Lakers talk that you can really have. Like it's just it's just oh, yeah. over with. It's just over with for them. And I, I wish it did turn out a, a different way, but not this year. Not this year. So uh, to pretty much wrap it on up, we'll be we will be back. Uh, well, any NCAA talk you want to have real quick? Because I'm, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lick of college basketball this year. I have no clue what's going on. I have absolutely nothing. You got anything on college basketball? Well, ever since uh, the Peacock went down in horrible fashion. Well, I picked Duke to win anyway. So you see that feeling that Coach K going to make sure they win this last one before he get on up out of there. Yep. Um, it's the been a good – it's been the a real good – The fix is in. No comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what hey, you want Duke? I, I got the number. Hey, I, I'm I'm retiring this year. I got the number one recruiting in the in the nation, and possibly the number one pick in the draft. Uh, yeah, y'all know y'all know what to do. You know what to put you know what to put the money on in Vegas. Uh, leave the money at the back door. <laughs> 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 right. So I, I already knew what was going to happen. But um, yeah, uh, it's it, the tournament been great because every it's been, it's like almost all the teams are like equal this year. Like this is the first time I ever seen this much parity in college basketball, and it's only gonna get better with the NIL because you can go anywhere and get paid. So, uh, this year been great. Uh, seeing Kentucky lose to the Peacocks was hilarious. <laughs> seeing Purdue lose to the Peacocks was hilarious. Yeah. Uh. Seeing LSU lose his whole entire basketball team is sad. Crazy. Um, Crazy. Shout, out, shout out to Money. They finally caught my boy Money Bag Will. They finally, they finally caught they, they cut ties. They cut ties with Money Bag Will, man. That was my boy, too. That was my boy right there. Money. Cool. You know, you know his real name is like Frank William Wade. Um, I, I I believe it. I believe it. I, I was Google, I used I Wikipedia and I saw I think his name like Frank Wade. I was like, Oh, a Frank Wood. I don't know what it might not even be William. I don't know what his name. I don't know what his real name. Money Bag Wade. That's his name. <laughs> money, money, money bag will. Money bag will go all our scholarship ass, ass, uh, basketball God. transfer. So yeah. Even Sharif is transferring. Cool. He's a he's a transfer. Not gonna speak on Sharif. Next comment. <laughs> <laughs> No, no comment. He might go transfer. to He might go to TSU. Better. You know what I'm saying? Go over there, go hoop like his sister on the ladies' team. You know what I'm saying? You might go to TSU. You know what I'm saying? Do the HBCU thing. If you do, salute to you, uh, young O'Neill brother. All right, and that's all I have to say about that. Man, Sharif is his game should have him at Dickel State University. <laughs> that's what he need to be signed transferring to. But look, he's talking about transferring. I'm like, boy, they would have let you walk. You didn't have to say you transferring. You could have just left the team. They're like, oh, Sharif ain't coming back. Oh, okay. Oh, Sharif ain't back. Oh, okay. We got another yeah, transfer. Just, like, oh, this number 20, whatever number, 32, 23, 20, whatever I, number. I, I think he went 24. I think he I'm took like, Cam, Cam Thomas. Cam, Cam, I, oh, no. Something like that. They're like, they're like, I know somebody wore this jersey last year. Oh, well, give it to the next guy. 
Because, yeah, but um, hey, hey y'all seen Sharif? No, <laughs> huh? never, mind, never mind. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it's this. It was very, it was very interesting this year. I'm watching it tomorrow at a having a crawfish bowl, watching the game tomorrow. So I'm gonna be living it up, uh, big chilling tomorrow and enjoying all this basketball coming in. That's what it is. And a uh, little bit of news here, just uh, as I was, as we were preparing for the show, I did see uh, a couple uh, basketball inductees to the Hall of Fame. Um, it looks like I saw Swim Cash is going to make the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. I see uh, Tim Hardaway Sr. is going to make the Hall of Fame. How we got there? No, I'm just playing. I I had to go. No, like I had to go do research on Tim Hardaway to see the numbers because I was like, I don't. I was like, I remember he was good, but I didn't think he was that good. But his numbers, like, you can't. You really can't deny him when you really like, dive into him. His first ten years in his career before the knee injury. Mm-hmm. So we got uh we got Swim Cash, we got Tim Hardaway, we got um Manu Ginobili, which inventor of uh. Many Euro, moves, yeah. yeah. Many moves. So, um, well deserved. Uh, I I say Manu is well deserved. You got Bob Huggins and George Carl. So, uh, those are the five that, and those are the five that are going to get in. Uh, that's what it is showing, and that is from NBCChicago.com. And so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I have on my list. And you got anything else over there on your side before we go ahead and wrap it on up? Um. No, not really, but for some random reason, there was a lot of randomly. There was a lot of injuries in the NBA this year. Like a whole lot of players had missed a lot. Uh, Bill, Dane, uh, Josh out now. Murray ain't come back. Uh, like how you said, Porter was gone. Zion, uh, Zion. Evidently, uh, Ben Simmons is hurt. Ben, yeah, like injuries. This was a lot of injuries that happened this year. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know because. I don't know what it was. He was ain't in shape, or he was just cold coming back from COVID and all that. I don't know, but yeah, a lot of injuries this year derailed a whole bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're gonna see how to play out the playoffs. And especially with KD, <clears throat> because uh, I saw the other night uh, they played against Detroit. Uh, I think Stewart stepped on his foot. Uh, stepped on his foot after a jumper. Then yeah. last night, uh, I forgot the player, but KD he was in the corner shooting at three, and somebody ran it ran into his ankle. Uh, the same ankle that was just stepped on the night before with the game. Oh yeah, before. didn't he didn't he say some comment about that after the game or something? Yeah, he said he said I'm I'm hurting, like I'm hurting. So that's uh, it's we're gonna note that we're gonna put that in and put that feather in the head, and we're gonna we're gonna monitor monitor that as well. That kind of right. goes along to your point with uh him playing all those minutes early in the season, you know, and Steve Nash don't give him no break. He yeah. don't care. He just leave him out there. And, Listen, Steve Nash gave uh, Katie a hug, and that might have been like that hug meant everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> because that that means you just saved me. You just saved my job. You saved my job. Thank you. Amen. So, I appreciate everybody that's tuned in to this episode of the Perspective Podcast. You can remember you can catch this podcast on all of your DSPs, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Google Play, wherever you listen to your. It's even up on SoundCloud now. So wherever you listen to your podcast and you get your entertainment, uh, make sure you check us out. Subscribe uh, to the pod. 
as we're back in full rhythm. Uh, we'll be back whenever the playoff picture is fully set. Uh, and also we may even have a little bit of, uh, a bit more NCAA talk here as it's uh, a bit more uh, easier to focus in on, on four teams instead of uh, the field of, what is it, 62? 64, I believe now. 64. So, yeah, you see I'm, I'm all the way out of the loop on college basketball. I might look. I might be wrong too. <laughs> but until next time, I appreciate – Tevin, I appreciate you, uh, you know what I'm saying, making time uh, for this as well. Anytime, and so. Man. And so until next episode, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I go by Marty Lee. That's Tevin. Till next time, y'all. Peace.